Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 47. John and Wendy talk to Anthony Paradiso. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? I'm doing really well. Wendy, I'm well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Starting to do that reflection of the end of the year stuff, uh, especially as this episode comes out at almost exactly the end of the year. So there's, uh, you know, starting to look for forward to 2019. I think I think before we get to 2019, I, I would like to say that the last chat that we have for the year was right after Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. a couple days after, right before we recorded this show, just a tremendous response. Saw some new people, which we always appreciate when people Definitely. come in and check us out. And it's, you never know with the holidays, uh, the level, the number of people that can get there. Cause we know people have stuff going on. So it was nice to see even people saying, Hey, I can't get there because you know, I'm traveling or I'm full of Turkey or whatever it was. We really do appreciate, as always, everybody taking part. If you weren't able to make it uh, this time, we're going to take December off. You're obviously listening to this after when the chat would typically be happening. But we will be back and better than ever on January 27th. So I think right like right a a month after the show releases, we will be (laughs) back. Really excited about 2019. We've got some fun stuff that we're going to be doing. Enough about that. We got a great guest. I'm really excited to have him here. So, Wendy, I'll let you make the introduction and we will get started. Yes. Very excited to welcome Anthony Paradiso to the show tonight. Got a chance to hang out with him at Sherm 18 this year and uh, hope to be able to see him more often at other events. He has over 10 years of HR leader experience, especially in the areas of employee relations, diversity and inclusion, account management and customer service. He works for Industrial UI Services, who specializes in employee relations, unemployment insurance, cost control. He is the Director of Diversity and Inclusion for the Garden State Council, SHRM, and the VP of Diversity and Inclusion with the North Jersey Rockland SHRM chapter. He has given a number of presentations about employee relations, DNI, and unconscious bias, including facilitating the privilege walk. Additionally, Anthony is a Sherm blogger contributor and was the social media chair for this year's very successful GSC Sherm conference. He was a special guest on Sherm's Next Chat twice and is the Bergen County Human Relations Commissioner. He received his BA from Bingham University and his MS in Human Relations and Business from Amberton University. He is also Sherm CP certified. Anthony, welcome to the show. And what's in your glass tonight? What's in my glass? I actually have, I'm not very fun when it comes to drinking, but I have um, sparkling ice water. Uh, I'm not a big um, seltzer person, so I, I, I got into the sparkling, sparkling ice. It's actually coconut pineapple flavored. It's pretty good. That sounds fancy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, so fancy. It's, it's, it's not so fancy, but, it, but it's good. It, get, <laughs> get, a, get a little umbrella, put some food coloring in it, and you got yourself a fancy drink. <laughs> exactly. It, it does the trick. Well, Anthony, Wendy mentioned, you know, we did get a chance to visit this summer, which was tremendous pleasure and really enjoyed spending time together. Unfortunately, I don't really know a lot of kind of your backstory. How exactly did you get into HR to begin with? So so what happened was it's actually I'm I'm one of the people that actually kind of it it kind of just came to me. Um, I was a mortgage broker or or a consultant for about three years and um, I hated it, (laughs) did not like it. It was not for me. I was pretty successful with it, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, so I left 
the position. Um, and eight months afterwards, I found a job on actually Craigslist. I'm not even sure if Craigslist is, I guess it's still around. I'm not sure if it's as popular as it was or is now. I went online. Uh, it was, I was an account rep position, uh, for industrial UI services. I'm still there and got, I, I got the job and almost 11 years later, I'm with them now and in, in HR. I think that's the first time I've heard of someone, at least on our show, finding their HR job on Craigslist. Um, I have to say that too. And, and believe it or not, Anthony, it is still a thing, but now they charge you. Oh, <laughs> they charge you. you. Know, okay. Be, you know, yeah, it used to be that, uh, it used to be that they, all the sites were free. That's not the case anymore. So it is still a thing. We still use it ever so often, just as another way to uh, try to get down, you know, try to get in front of people. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, unfortunately they charge, but that I have to agree. Hmm. I think Wendy's right. I think you're the first person that we can say found their job on, yeah. on Craigslist. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, awesome. it worked out there. It's, it's a great company. I, I, I can't complain. Craigslist did right for me. What Good. was, so what was the draw when you, when you applied, so you were trying to get out of brokering, what was the draw with that particular job? Did you have some, you spent some time studying about it or what was the, what was the draw? Honestly, I really needed a job. I, I needed the job. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it was, you know, I, I, and, I, and I didn't want anything sales related. Um, and, it, and it wasn't that kind of position. So I saw it. Actually, I think I interviewed, actually, I think on New Year's Eve uh, in 2007. And I actually heard from them the same day. I got the job and I started mid-January of 2008. And I'm still there. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Anthony, obviously in your bio talked a lot about um, diversity and inclusion. So it's obviously a big part of what you do and, and is important to you. What is one thing HR pros can do to improve DNI in their organization tomorrow? Uh, you know, a piece of low hanging fruit to get that quick win to keep things moving forward. I, I think the main thing, you know, I've, I've been in my volunteer role with diversity inclusion on the state level for about three years now. And I, I think the one thing, and, and actually I just came, I, I, I came from the uh, diversity and inclusion conference, the Sherman one in, uh, in Atlanta just uh, last month. I think the one thing that we have to start realizing is that inclusion is really the key thing here. It's, I mean, diversity is very important and will always be important. But if a company is not inclusive, people are not going to stay there. You're going to lose. You're going to lose the diversity piece of it. So you need to make sure that you're inclusive uh, with with your with your with your workers. Um, and how do you go about doing that? I mean, it's it's hard because every company is is different. So it's not a one size fit all. It's, you know, it's not it's not a one size fit all answer. Um, every company is different as far as how big they are, how small they are, what kind of people they have what kind of occupations are involved in the company. So it's really a different, uh, it, it's all different. Uh, so really, I, I, again, I, it's, it's the inclusive part of, uh, part of it. You have to uh, include people and that, in, and that can include having all holidays, making sure that you're celebrating everything, not just the main ones, um, having all the holidays on, on the, on the, um, on the calendar, making sure you celebrate everyone's birthday. If you have a large company, celebrate it monthly. Uh, those are just small little ones. Uh, little things you can do. But I also think that 
the HR people need to be not, not necessarily not, not not just HR people, but in general, I think people also need to have more empathy. And I think I think the empathy piece could also tie in with diversity and inclusion. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think everybody could use a bit more empathy these days. I yes. definitely don't think it's just HR folks, but I think you're absolutely right. I guess, I guess what did you what did you gather out of that uh, diversity conference that you attended? What were some of the big, you know, we talked about some of the low-hanging fruit, things you could do immediately. Were those some of the things that were discussed there? Or what were some of the, I guess, what were some of those big takeaways from that? The big, the big takeaway, one that it, you would think is common sense, but it really was a, was a huge thing was storytelling. Uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of the names of the different um, sessions had storytelling in, in the actual session itself. You know, the name storytelling, um, a lot of, it was a lot of focus on that. And it, it really, after leaving the conference, and I'm actually writing a blog um, as we speak, actually, for the Diversity Inclusion Conference, uh, one of the things I'm writing about is the storytelling piece of it uh, and how powerful storytelling is. Um, it, 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 I don't mean just, you know, somebody who goes in there and tells a story. I, I, you know, it could be anyone. You don't, have to have, you don't even have to necessarily be a powerful speaker to do it. Giving the story, providing the story about what you're presenting, uh, maybe a personal piece of why you're presenting it is a huge factor. Uh, for example, when I give my presentations, uh, I've been doing them in conscious bias. I always give things about myself. Um, you know, I, just, I, get, I get people more personal side about who I am because with the unconscious bias presentation, it can be, you know, it can be very um, sensitive. And I think in order for people to, you know, because in, in 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 those in in those sessions, the, the, what you obviously want is you want participation from everybody. And I think for in order for people to participate, they have to know who the presenter is and feel comfortable with them. And I think one of those things you can do is by providing your story. So uh, I, I, to answer the question, I, I, storytelling is huge, and I'm and you think it's a common sense answer, uh, but I think it's one that's going to be very very. Uh, to me, it's going to come out a lot more. You're going to hear a lot more people given their side of the story and given the story in presentations. I think that's true, Anthony, because, it, you know, it when you put a face to the numbers, you put a face to the, you know, the right thing to do, it makes it a lot harder to turn away or say no to it. And uh, I, I really hope that we see more of those stories. I think that's important. Oh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. and and. You know, it was a story, and actually, one of to be, to be more specific, uh, in one of the sessions at at the Sherm conference was huge. It was um, it was a transgender um, CEO, and they gave she gave her story about how she became the CEO and how what you know what she went through, and that was huge because if she didn't do that, it wouldn't have had the impact. It, it wouldn't have had the impact. Uh, if it was not for the story and, you know, the story was a, a good 20 minutes, but it really was needed. You, you imagined, you know, what she went through, uh, through, through, you know, through the transgender process. And it took, it, she took you through the personal side of it and the business part of it. Um, it was very big, um, and very influential. And I, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm writing about it as we speak on my blog. Um, but again, storytelling is big. Anthony, you started to, you broached the the unconscious bias uh, piece, and I you know you've been speaking on it several times this year. 
Some of the folks that listen to the show may not be as familiar with the, the concept. Can you talk a little bit about, at a high level, really what what is con- unconscious bias and how how would you suggest going about either preventing or or addressing it when it's coming up? Of course, no, definitely. So I actually have actually have in front of me actually a definition to to provide people um, that I this is a, this is a definition that I use in my presentations, uh, and I'll, I'll just read it right now. Uh, so unconscious bias, and it also is known as uh, impl- implicit bias, refers to a bias that we are unaware of and which happens outside of our control. It is a bias that happens automatically and is triggered by our brain making quick judgments and assessments of people in situations influenced by, by our background, cultural environment, and personal experiences. So the first thing I always do in my presentations is, again, I give a storytelling about me who I am and, and, and how I got to where I am. Uh, and I always tell people in that, in, in part of that is that we all have biases. I think that's the first rule. The main thing is people who go into a presentation like this, um, think that they're, you know, that they don't have biases. And then when I, and, and then when you hear that you do have biases, they automatically assume that they're maybe part of, maybe they're, they're racist then. And that isn't the case. Um, just because you have a bias doesn't mean that you're a racist. It means that you're just human. Um, we all have biases. It's something we, it, we're all going to have them. We're always going to have them. It's never going to go away. But we can certainly work on those biases. Um, and I would recommend definitely, um, if people have not, people going on, it, it's, it's called the IAP. It's the Implicit Association Test. It was, it was, um, it was years ago. It was uh, made by Harvard. Uh, you can you can go online and you could just put IAT and Google it. Um, it's like a it's about a five minute five minute test, uh, not even a test really. It's a five minute five minute exercise, and it kind of gives you and shows you where your biases are towards. So that's always when I you know when I do my, when I do my presentations, I always say in 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 my my piece to always do that afterwards. At some point, you have time. Make sure you use a desktop computer because you need um. You know, you need a keyboard and you have to like press certain buttons and, and whatnot. Uh, but it takes about five minutes to do. It's really good. It's really powerful. It does show you um, what uh, it shows you, again, where your biases are. And it's definitely worth doing. And it's also even a lot of uh, I found out because I, I gave a presentation a month or two ago at the New York Blood Center uh, in New York City. And I found out that actually the whole department took the IAT test together. Uh, not they took it at the same time. Not you, you can't do it all together, but you can do it. Maybe in a you know fifteen minute time period, where everyone did it, and they explained the results and whatnot. So I really think it's it's a topic that's not going to go away. Um, obviously, uh, a few months uh, months ago, Starbucks happened, so it's you know it's it's a topic that's not going to go away. It's gonna it's going to be out there, and it's just something we all have to just uh, talk and and just listen and and not judge. That, that, that's another thing too. I always make sure that that, that, we're, that we're in a judge-free zone when discussing when, when discussing a conscious bias. You know, I've I've done those tests, and it's it's so helpful to understand where your biases are, so that you can work on them and pay pay attention to where. Oh, wait a minute, this is not you know that's that's an automatic response. Let's take a step back and think about what we're saying or thinking. Um, before, you know, making a judgment. So I'm glad you brought that, uh, that test up. It's a lot of fun. Maybe fun's not the right word, but. <laughs> no, 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 definitely. No. It's, it's, it's an exercise that's definitely worth it's, it's, it, it, it's educational. 
and it will yes. teach. Yeah. It would. It, that's a good way of saying it. Really, it's it, it's it's educational. It might be it might be painful um, because you make it. You may see, you know, uh, the, the, you know the results. You know, I the results I received that I did not like. Um, but you, all you can do is work on them and just train your brain on how to improve those biases. And you know, don't be hard on yourself. Don't you know? Don't say, "Oh, I should be this or I should be that." Just you know, just take the test, see the results, and work on it. You know, again, we're all humans, yeah. and, and you know, and, and we're not perfect. <laughs> exactly. Well, Anthony, we mentioned earlier that you went to the SHRM National DNI Conference, and obviously we met you face-to-face at the National SHRM Conference. And you've obviously been very active in SHRM at every level, national, state, and local, which is fantastic. So talk with us a little bit about your membership and what your membership and involvement with SHRM has meant to you. Oh, God, wow. It's huge. I joined SHRM, I believe, in about 2013. Um, I joined my local chapter around the same around the same you know around the same period of time in 2013 the North Jersey Rockland chapter and in 2015 late 2015 I wanted to get more involved so I um, John Baldino uh, he as I'm sure most people probably are listening will will, will have heard of John Baldino he's in the tri-state uh, HR chapter in uh, in, in New Jersey. And he's 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 actually from you from um, he's he's the president of his company, uh, Human Riso. Uh, he actually um, introduced me to the executive director of the state council, and there was an opening for diversity and inclusion uh, chair. And at that time, really, I've heard of diversity and inclusion, uh, but I knew it existed. I didn't really know much about it though, and that really took me where I am right now with diversity and inclusion. I learned so much about it. Uh, it was it's, it was a great experience. Um, if I didn't have that role, I probably wouldn't be in the area right now. I wouldn't be giving presentations on unconscious bias. So it was a, it was a huge opportunity and one that I'll always be thankful for. Uh, the, the 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 state that I'm in obviously is in, is in is in New Jersey, and it's actually called the Garden State Council. Uh, to, to, just so GSC Sherm is what we call it. And I'm the director of diversity inclusion. I have a co-chair as well, which she's amazing. Uh, Judy, Judy Elliott Pugh. So that's one piece on the state level that I, that I do as I am again, the, the director of diversity inclusion. And then I became a year ago, the North Jersey, my, my chapter that I belong to, uh, the person that, that was in the position of the diversity inclusion, uh, team, she was, um, retiring and, and heading out. So then I became, they asked me to become the uh, VP of diversity of, of uh, diversity and inclusion for the chapter. That's on the chapter level. And then uh, last year, I attended the uh, the Sherm Diversity and Inclusion Conference in San Francisco, and I was blogging for myself. And I think Mary came across it. I'm not sure how exactly. I might have came across Mary, Mary through uh, Mary Keller. Through uh, next chat, I'm not exactly sure um, how, how we how we got introduced, but then she asked me. Uh, I got the email inviting me to share national as a blogger, and that's how I got involved on the national level. Uh, you know, again, the, the Sherman National Conference was outstanding. Uh, it was it was my first national conference for Sherm and my first time blogging for Sherm. 
So it was huge. It was, it was a huge, uh, a huge, <laughs> a huge up, you know, it was a huge thing to do. Uh, but it was one that I'll never forget. And it was, it was an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, I, I had to thank Mary for, for the opportunity. And I also had to, had to thank, you know, the going to council for, 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 you know, for, 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 for me having the position of the risk inclusion chair and, and also my chapter. It's, it's, it's all, it's all been great. I definitely recommend people to volunteer on a on a, ch- on a chapter level either it's either if you're in SHRM or if you're in a different organization if you do if you know if you're not if you're not in HR but if you're in a different profession I definitely uh you know I definitely am a huge advocate of professional development and I and I and I think everyone should try to volunteer as much as they can I, well and I'm glad that that they let you be involved in all of that um and got you going on the road you are so that we got a chance to meet you. So I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Well, yeah, so excited. Um, and hopefully we'll be hanging out more next year. Yay. <laughs> uh, well, Anthony, now it is time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. And uh, so our first question here is, do you remember how you first connected with us? I don't remember exactly when, but I know, I believe more than likely it must have been through Next Chat, is my guess. Um, I, I, I remember our first meeting, obviously, at the Sherm National. I remember we, um, we, went, we went to get a bite to eat for breakfast. I remember you guys came to the hotel um, and we had breakfast together. But as far as when we first, introduced, you know, as far as uh, first getting introduced, I believe it was on Next Chat. Most likely. <laughs> that was a <laughs> yummy breakfast, was too. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was fun. It's the next chat memorial question. I think yes, we're exactly. going to rename it. <laughs> Anthony, can you talk a little bit about how networking's helped in your career and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking? Well, it's been huge. Uh, I've met so many people just by going to my chapter events, going to Sherm National. Networking is, uh, you know, I can't explain how important it is. And I know you know, for me, I'm really more of an introvert. Uh, so, and, and it's, uh, you know, some people get surprised by that because I, I guess I'm, I mean, outside I'm very outgoing usually, but I, you know, after an hour of being in front of people, I usually, I usually need a break. <laughs> so, you know, as, as an introvert, networking can be, can be difficult, but I've learned how to handle it by going through all these different events. And I, I just can't really explain enough to people that it's, it's just, really huge opportunity to network with people either if you're you know looking for other opportunities or you're looking for growth and all it, it helps all around to network so i, I again I can't, I can't really explain enough how, you know how how important it is to network and just to make sure that you get out there and just get out of your comfort zone you know even if you're an introvert <laughs> you know take baby steps do little things and and build your way up like right now I'm you know even as far as uh, presentations go, I'm, I'm working my way up. I'm, I'm doing small things, doing chapter things. Maybe I'll do state things, that, you know, next. There you go. You know, baby steps. You know, take, take it small and, and, and just keep going from there. Anthony, who do you read and follow for HR Insights? I follow quite a few people. I follow HR Drive. Uh, and, and I look at their blogs. I also follow... Um, Eric Meyer, who is, he does the employee and the, the employer handbook. Uh, so it's more of an employee relations blog. 
but he has funny stories to, to um to to listen to and to and to read. So I definitely uh, definitely I recommend his blog. I follow I follow a lot of blogs. I'm just trying to think. Um, those are the those are the main ones. I I do I do. There was another one that I cannot remember right now. Because I get I get a lot of emails on different blogs, but the the ones that I, the ones that I follow are HR Drive, uh, like I said, Eric Meyer, and again, if I miss some, I'm, I apologize. I think Eric Meyer is the most mentioned name of the of somebody I've never yeah. met, <laughs> which I think we need to rectify that because I hear his name so often and I read his stuff too. I think it's great, but yeah, it's, oh yeah, 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 it's yeah a name I hear really quite good. a bit. Anthony, you, you, we've already talked a lot about what you've done at you know, especially at the local level with, with your SHRM chapter, how else do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Just really being there, especially for the, um, for the emerging professionals. If, 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 if someone's coming into HR or someone's, you know, getting out of college and they're looking for help, I wish for my best to help out uh, as, as any best, you know, as best as I can either buy through networking or just giving them advice on what I went through and what, you know, what didn't work for me, what did work. Uh, also, I always recommend, um, you know, uh, definitely if you can, uh, uh, give it, you know, I always recommend, uh, the, the Sherm Foundation is always a good way of helping out. It does, you know, the Sherm Foundation does help people get certified, um, and allows people to go to conferences and whatnot. So those are the things that I would recommend and things that I try to do to help out the community. All right. What's your favorite movie? Yeah, uh, favorite movie. Uh, that's a hard one. That's, that's tough. I, I, cause I, I'm a, I'm very eclectic. Mm-hmm. So I like a lot of different things. So I like, I like horror movies. I like, uh, I like comedy movies. I like <laughs> love stories. I like, you know, the, um, I, basically anything. So it's very hard <laughs> to answer the question. It's, I, I like, I like a lot of things. You have like, is there one movie like when you're flipping around the TV that every time you see it, you just stop and watch the, you, ha- you have to stop and watch it? One that, yeah, I mean, usually Star Wars is usually one, one that usually if I pass through, I always want to see like, the, you know, a, a fighting scene or, you know, or I'll, or, or I'll pause it on, you know, I'll, I'll tape it on DVR or, or I'll go back to it. So that's one, that's probably one of the, one of the ones that I would say that I, I, I could watch over and over again. Oh, uh, and, and and I mean all. I mean there's there's so many movies, there's so many of them. When I say Star Wars, I mean all of them. Well, I don't I don't know if this will be any any easier. But what about your favorite musician or band? That's an, that's another one because that's another one too. I, again, I'm very you know I, I listen to hip hop, um, uh, pop. I listen you know I listen to. I'm not sure if because I'm, I'm in the northeast. I'm in the northeast area, so we have Z100, which again is more hip hop. Um, I have I, I listen to on. Um, on series, uh, series I listen to BPM, uh, beats per minute, which is more of like dance and techno kind of. So I'm very, uh, it's it's so hard to narrow it down. I, I you know I do like Justin Timberlake. I you know I, I love seventies music, eighties music. So it's very hard to really pinpoint it down because there's so much out there. It's easier <laughs> to get to now too. I think that's a lot of it. You know, exactly. You can listen to all sorts of stuff and not have to wait for the radio with your. Um, Boom box and the record button ready to go. How about a favorite TV show? That I can do. Um, I, I absolutely love, love, love the Golden Girls. Um, I love it. That's that's my all time. It's my all time favorite. I can watch that <laughs> at nighttime. It relaxes me. I 
love, love, love Golden Girls. And a new one that I've come to really like, actually, my husband and I both watch it a lot, is Modern Family. That's a good one, too. So those are, those are, those are my favorites. Uh, Anthony, I always look for connection, and I have to say, I think you're... You have the most uh, diverse taste of anybody we've talked to, and or, yes. or nailing something down. But I guess if you're not watching, <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not catching that right uh, time of Star Wars, if you're not listening to Sirius or watching, which I think, yeah, the Golden Girls, amazing. I it's still on somewhere, right? Like it yeah. seems like it's one yeah, of those shows, like just constantly. on everywhere all the time. But if you're not doing those things, what else do you like to do outside of work? Outside of work, I love my husband and I love traveling. I love seeing different parts of the world. It's really important for us to try to do as much as we can, you know, because as you, as you know, when you get older, you're limited sometimes. So I want to get as much as I can out there when I'm, when I'm well young, I mean, quote unquote, but you know, I want to <laughs> do as much as I possibly can. So the traveling is huge. We just came back from Barcelona a few weeks ago uh, for a few days. So uh, uh, traveling is, it, it's, 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 it's huge. It's, it's not even just fun. It's educational. And it really just teaches you so much about other people and how they live and, and, and what, you know, and what, and what, and what makes them drive. Awesome. All right. So if you weren't in the HR profession, you didn't read that Craigslist ad and you went for something else. <laughs> what do you think you'd be doing now? I would, I would say I have to be a teacher more than likely. Um, teacher, social worker, uh, but more in the area of, you know, definitely helping people out. So, uh, you know, I would have to say it would be more of like a teacher, social worker, you know, uh, uh, when I was young, when I was really young, I wanted to become a lawyer, a politician. Um, I don't know if I would want to do either one of those now. So I would say, yeah, so teaching would be fun. Well, Anthony, I'm going to echo what Wendy said as far as the the ad for Craigslist, because if you didn't see that ad and you hadn't gotten into this path 11 years ago, we probably wouldn't be talking to you tonight. So I'm glad you did find it. I'm glad it was something that stuck and you enjoyed. And I want to congratulate you because you also survived the question connection and the, the conversation at large. I know you said this was your first time doing it. I Tremendous. I really enjoyed what we talked about and hopefully gave some people some things to think about. And yeah. for those that aren't following you that are, that are listening to us now, this is your chance to tell them what's the easiest way to find you out there on the internet. So the easiest way to find me would be on Twitter more than likely. Um, my Twitter handle is as all things app. So all then T H I N G Z A P. Or you could also find me on LinkedIn, uh, Anthony Paradiso. We will put those both in the show notes for sure. And Wendy, Thank how about you? you? Wait, sure. <laughs> and Wendy, how about you? What's the easiest way for those folks to find you? The best way to find me is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And also the fourth Sunday of each month, you will definitely find me on Twitter for the uh, monthly HR social hour Twitter chat. Um, next one will be January 2019. How about you, John? Easiest way to find me is you go to hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. You'll find all links to all my social there. And while you're there, if there's an episode that you haven't heard yet, one of the older episodes as we get still approaching that number 50, the big one, uh, download, take a listen, rate and review, share. 
again, anything you can do to help us build the community, we always appreciate it. You know, obviously from the chats to the podcast and everything in between, uh, we, we really do appreciate everything everybody does to help us out. So again, Anthony, appreciate you being with us tonight. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>